Hi! Hi guys! Good morning! <laughs> so welcome to Rosamani's podcast. Alright, so we've been talking about love, um, self-love, God's love, family love. Now I'm going to talk about relationships. Ooh. Okay, so when I talk about relationship, I'm not talking about, you know, a boy and a girl dating or, you know, being in a relationship. No, we're going we're gonna to talk about that later on. But what I want to talk about right now, it's about friendship. How do you love your friends? How do you define your friendship? What is it that makes you tick? What is it that makes you say, you know what, I'm done with this friendship? What are your groundbreaking rules that if it's cross, meaning that what are your boundaries? So, for example, if I'm in a friendship, relationship with someone as a lady and to a lady, what is that boundary that you have set for yourself based on experience, based on where you're coming from, based on your background, based on culture? And you say, you know what? This doesn't sit right with me. This friendship is over. Now, if I were to say, okay, based on my relationships with ladies, I wouldn't have one friend. I would ever want to venture into having any friend of any kind that's based on experience. But does it mean that, okay, because I have experience bad relationships with friends that are girls like me that are ladies like me in a way i just close the chapter and say you know what i'm done no more no you just keep trying one day you'll get it right and sometimes you need to look at yourself your inward self to know okay what is it that i am doing wrong that every time i have bad experiences with ladies now, for me personally, growing up, I have four brothers, right? And it's so easy for me to relate with guys than with girls. Why do I say that? Like I said, I have four brothers. So, somehow, I do understand men to an extent. I do understand guys to an extent. So, it's just easy for me to just connect, uh, you know, with the guys and then be friendly because I understand them. And needless to say, funny enough, I do have more male friends than even girls. Like I said, if I was to go by my experiences, I wouldn't even have one friend anymore. But that doesn't mean I still don't have friends. I do. But for me personally, like I said, personally, um, you might stand to disagree I have had so many friendship in the past that over time it has never done good. I can count my friends with my, you know, my fingers. Now, let me point something out, Claire. There's a difference between acquaintance and friends. Friends are the one that you don't say hi to occasionally. You don't check up occasionally. Friends are not the ones that you just talk to when it suits you. No, that's not friends. And if you define it as a as friend, wow. Okay, I think you need to re- reevaluate that definition of what friendship is. 
Because for me, friendship is more like I have your back, you have my back. We're both loyal to each other. We're both honest with each other. You know my character so well that there are certain things that even if you hear about me, you can defend me and say no. If it's this, this, I know Rosie. She will not do that. And if it's this, this, of course, that's just Rosie. So who are your friends? You know, sometimes we we think about quantity of friendship than quality of friendship. For me, it's not about the quantity of friends that I have that says, okay, I'm a good person. No, it's the quality of friends. And over time, time would speak for itself. Who are your friends? You remember the proverb that says, show me your friends and I will tell you who you are. Sometimes we're not really defined by our friends because I'm not in um, agreement with some things you do doesn't mean that I am that person or doesn't mean that because you do this, definitely I will be doing that. No, but it's just more of I have her back. I'm there defending her, whether it's to her face or behind her. I used to have friends that talk a lot about other people and that doesn't sit well with me. So sometimes when they start, you know, the talk, I'm listening most of the time, but I'm not contributing. And they know that I would not talk because if I was to talk, it wouldn't be more like I I have to say things based on facts. I have to say things not on assumption. I have to say things based on what I really know and have experienced with that person. And if I don't know that person in any way, I don't talk. I don't contribute. And my friends know me for one thing. What you cannot say to my face, please never say it behind me. And second of all, they also know that why are people so convenient to sit with you and talk about other people? Why? And I'm not even interested in what other people say. Ask my friends. When they tell me, oh, this person said this, I first ask the question, why you? Why did they meet you? Why was it comfortable for them to sit down with you and talk about me? And I'm not bothered about what people say because mostly maybe they're my acquaintances. I'm bothered about you. So when you're telling me, oh, Mr. Lagbaja said this, I'm asking the right questions like, okay, so when he said this, what did you say? I'm more particular about what you say because I call you my friend. And the bottom line is that no matter what or how you try to paint it, the truth will always come out in the end because when you tell me that, oh, I said this, And you never said that. At the end of the day, when the talk comes out, your own words will come out too. And then what next? Sometimes we put our friendship on the line. And at the end of the day, you keep wondering, was it worth it at the end? What did you gain? You know, and particularly women. Women. Oh, God is going to help us, really, because... It's just so sad that even though people say, oh, don't be gender biased, guys do it. Yes, maybe guys do it, but 
it's so easy for guys to move on it's so easy for them to say okay my guy we cannot fight over this or we cannot fight over that i think the one that lingers on that men really hold on to is money when it comes to dealing with each other money can be a factor or maybe the main factor or their ego but for women we can be so petty oh she's progressing oh she's shining oh she's happy and you're not happy why can't you just celebrate for once and say okay her success means mine my celebrating her my doing the hoo-hoo for her mine will come why can't we just have that kind of heart but you see women tearing down other women you see women saying stuff about other women and you don't even know what in the hell made her to make such decisions. I'm not trying to, you know, put up excuses for whatever people do. No, that's not what I'm saying. But in constructive criticism, that's where we draw the line. There's a very big difference when we say, um, I think the black dress looks good on you. But in my opinion, if you were to take my advice, I would say the blue looks good on you. And I can give my reasons in a very loving and friendly manner. But not to say, what is she feeling like? Or what what does she think she's doing? Or not to say, "Um, this black dress, come on, it's too tight on you. Um, Can you imagine how you look? You look stupid in it. Now, that is not constructive criticism. I should be able to look at a friend and tell them lovingly and express myself lovingly. It's just like uh, my friend um, has um, an issue. Let me use an example of um, body odor, okay? Now, when I'm dealing with a stranger, and I mean a stranger, I can say, Ah, guy or babe come on um you're not perceiving anything around you and probably the person doesn't know or you say guy did you even use um any you know deodorant today because guy it's not funny what is coming out of you or if i don't have the boldness to speak that's to a stranger i can offer to buy something and give it to and have in a way i've passed the message when it comes to friends and i'm like girl did you even have your bath today like and she's like what kind of question is that i'm like okay did you use any deodorant now in a way she's getting the message i can jokingly say um oh my god i forgot my perfume i didn't use it today oh I wish I brought it out. I would have given you some as well. Now, there are ways to lovingly, like I said, lovingly pass our information, pass what we want to talk about that isn't good, that we see in our friend. I used to have crazy friends. And when I mean crazy friends, I mean crazy friends. And there's some things that don't sit right with me. Because when I look at it, I'm like, okay, I could handle this in a different way I wouldn't do that but do I crucify them and put them under the bus no 
The only time I cut people off is when I have lovingly spoke about it, and you still insist that okay, this is who you are, and this is what you wanna be. Fine. It's not that I cut you off completely. No, it's just that I withdraw, and I respect you to respect my boundaries that I have put out across to you, because you're adamant. You don't want to see the good side. Now. Talking to people lovingly and trying to correct them in love doesn't mean that you hate them. It just means that you want the best for them. You want them to be the best version of who they are. Mind you, do not come forcefully because now it will look like a projection that I'm trying to project such image on you. There are so many people that can give advice a lot, a lot, whether they be strangers, acquaintances, or friends. A lot would give advice, but sometimes even most of the advice they give, they cannot give themselves or even their siblings. So it's left for you to have what I call a discerning spirit to know this is coming from a place of love. Yeah, sometimes people don't really know how to talk. Sometimes people are rude in the form of bluntness, and they step on your toes. But not to say that beneath all that hate words, beneath all that、um, correction, beneath all that constructive criticism, there isn't a message passed across. And it's just for you to wait and say, okay, is this coming from a place of love or hate? Is this、um, does does this advice mean well for me or not? Now, I used to say how you address your table determines who sits on it. My mom used to tell me that growing up, and if you're good, I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know, but. Um, sometimes, good girls attract or attracted to bad guys. I don't know, but somehow, it's like that, you know. But personally, that's what I think. Okay, you can、um, think differently. But when it comes to friendship, like I asked before, what is that thing that ticks for you that says, you know what, I'm done with this friendship? What is that line that has been drawn? What is that boundary that you have put in place that when someone crosses it, you're like, you're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to have my back. You're supposed to be there for me. How come you're not? You know, how come you're two-faced? To my face, you're this, and then to the rest of the world, you're this. I didn't see this with you. So, pretends, this pretends. There, there are lots of lies. You know, there. Are Form obstacles at the end of the day makes your friendship shaking. There is no sincerity. There's no transparency. There's no loyalty. Now, another angle is that most friendship we expect a lot. Our expectations are so high towards our friends that when you know things go bad at the end of the day and. They don't come through for us because our expectations are so high. We are very disappointed. I know me. I know myself. I know my personality. I know my character. I know I'm a very loyal friend, but 
should I expect someone who isn't me to be like me? Of course, definitely not. Like I said, everybody is formed out of experiences, out of background, out of culture, out of what they have gone through. And because we are intertwined or because we meet at a middle ground, because I'm not like this doesn't mean that my expectations about you should be so high based on me. I should be able to handle you based on you knowing and understanding the personality of who you are, the character of who you are as a friend. I can be quiet to an extent and I can talk. So it depends on the mood that I am. But bottom line is I'm a happy person. I'm always laughing. I'm always jovial. You know, and sometimes I can be moody and quiet and I'm very stubborn. Oh, no. I know that. But when you say friendship, you already know, okay, this is who Rosie Money is. This is who she is. I don't expect you to be like me or act like me or handle things like me. But where we come to a middle ground when it comes to friendship, so our friendship is defined in a way. And I know that she has my back. So there are certain things that... Um, based on the personality of that person, based on the character, I know that I can go to Miss A because this is how she's going to handle it. This is the advice she's going to give me. So I go to her. Oh, I'm not talking to Mr. B or I'm not talking to Miss B because I know that if I do, then the whole world is going to hear our talk. So you already know the personality traits of every individual that is in your circle. But above all, it's not about quantity, but quality. And more about keeping your circle small. The smaller your circle is, the less people are going to know about your shit. And more than that, because you already know the personality traits of each of your friends, you know who to talk to for who, and you know who to meet for who. Because Miss C, I know she's very stingy. I know she doesn't give, but she loves to take. I would not go to her based on that personality and say, Can you lend me some money? Oh, hell no. I would rather go to maybe Miss A or Miss D and say, Hey, can you lend me some money? Because I know the personality trait that they're not hoarders. They're givers. So if I'm a giver like them, I would want to meet with them and I would talk to them and I would even tell them, oh, I want to use the money for this. What do you think? So understanding your circle and understanding the personality and character of your friends says a lot. So that way, even if you're going to have clashes, it's not going to be too often. Because like I said, most friendship is because I am this, so my expectation is high and I want my friends to handle things the way I would. That's very wrong. Treat people the way they are. See them for who they are. Know who to meet, know who to talk to. Keep your circle small. And at the end of the day, when when, you know the rock hits the fence, you know at the end of the day who's going to be there for you i asked a question about um some time ago i asked a question about how we um take fights for our friend and probably you were not there but because you know the personality traits and the person is not two-faced 
there are certain things that when you hear about that person, you know that okay, this person is like that. So whatever you say, I know she can do that. Or you say no, she isn't like that. So whatever you're saying, and as long as that person isn't too faced, so she's real with you. He's real with you. So whether to your face or behind you, you already know this is who that person is. And over time, you get to see because people change. Change is constant. So people get to change from exposure, from experiences as they grow up. So how I know someone when we were toddlers or when we were teenagers doesn't mean that at, at, as adults, they would be like that. No. Like I said, experiences form different opinions about people. And you know, I want to believe that the friends that you have, the circle that you have, it's valuable. Like no one is tearing anyone down. There is support, there's a support system. So there, there are people that in your circle that would say, girl, you know, don't do it this way. Do it this way. I think it's going to work. You know, and then there are people in part of um, your circle are people that are prayer circle. You know, you you can talk to them and they would say, okay, you know what? I'm going to pray about it with you. I'm going to fast with you. I think we should, you know, pray about it. You have people in your circle that are intellect. So they're um, intelligent. They're able to guide you through and pull you through, whether financially, whether emotionally whether mentally whether psychologically they're there as your support system they're there to say go keep on they're there to cheer you on and they're there to love you no matter what you are no matter who you are they will always love you they will always be there they will always have your back they'll always be loyal to you they'll always defend you even if it comes to worse than say okay um I don't like what she did but you don't come out to say in the public you're like defending her but between the both of you you're single what you did was wrong actually now that would even make the trust more stronger that okay she didn't come out to tear me down she defended me but between I and her she corrected me and I know that for a fact that that kind of person can have my back any day, any time. Now, who are your friends? Who are the people in your inner circle? Who are the people you call friends? What is your friendship like? Are you the selfish person that everything revolves around you? Everything should be about you? You don't care about anyone? You're selfish about your time, your money? about your attention when you meet your friends what do you guys discuss are you adding value to your friendship or are you just sitting down and wilding away time and talking about other people and tearing them down and making fun of people and mocking them what is it that bonds us together as friends that when I say you are my friend there should be something it's a give and take it's not one-sided my expectations about you is not based on me that I expect you to be like me or I want you to be like me of course you can never but I have your back I'm loyal to you I'm 
honest with you. And it goes vice versa, whether it's a, a girl to a girl or a girl to a guy, that I call a guy my friend, he has my back. That I, get, I call a lady my friend, she has my back. We're both adding and bringing to the table values. We're both lifting each other up and not tearing each other down, whether it's to my face or behind me. We're not envious of each other's success. That tomorrow, I'm not a doctor, but you are. I'm happy. Come on, girl. We have a doctor in our circle. Oh, I have a lawyer in my circle. Oh, I have an accountant in my circle. Do I have a friend that even if um, I can call 2 o'clock in the morning and say, Girl, I'm down. I'm depressed. Can I talk to you? Can I meet with you? And she's there. He is there saying, What's up? I don't like the way you're sounding. Now, who are you as a friend? What are you in the inner circle of friendship? Think. Do I love my friends that much? To care about them? To care about their future? To care about who who they allow in their space? Who they bring in their space? Friendship. Be the better person. Be the friend that I would never forget. Be the friend that I can... You know, when the name is called, Oh, do you know this person? I can smile and say, Yes. I do. She's my friend. Be the friend that no matter the mistakes, we raise each other up. We lift each other up in our inner circle. We look at each other, whether to our face or behind, and say, you know what? I am proud of her. I am proud of the woman she is. I am proud of the man he has become. That is my friend. Or are you the friend that you don't want to be associated with that person. Friendship, for me, is honesty, transparency, loyalty. I love you guys. Thank you.